Welcome to Date Night Podcast, a tabletop role-playing game podcast set in the homebrew world of Volyanaya. Let's explore a whole new world together. Anybody make a perception check? Does Nivara look old enough Hearing? to be Kira's mom? Yes. She. Well, I mean, she's an elf, 20. so it's hard to tell. 19. But. That's fair. Hmm? 19. Is 20. it a hearing or smell related? Hearing. Hearing? 20. Um, that would be a, a 16. Lot of you have 20. So uh, in the 20 area, you hear Kip just uh, Kipling appealing to Nivara um, as many of you start to go to sleep, and she seems really tired. Um, but you do hear that he's saying that there's a, a question of balance to be thought of. Um, here and you, multiple times throughout the night as like all of you are preparing and cleaning up there are many times where he is turning his attention to her and trying to convince her um, to leave the stone here um, I guess some of the other things maybe you pick up with the 20s each of you maybe get a bit of the conversation he says what he said to you a, a few times about this being the last place of life you pick up something about if the mistress makes it as far north as the the shrine to the storm raven that she will bring terrible things into this place he says something along the lines too of my parents your friends uh, they taught you that this world is like a shield laid on the ground with a man standing on its edges and it can only lean in one direction by his will and that's something you actually hear him say something like the world is a shield and it is away from life uh, a few times throughout their conversation. He's just every so often seeming to make this last appeal to her as if uh, he wants her to make a different decision. But that's about what you pick up on as you're getting ready for bed. Okay. Um, you go to sleep. You get a long rest. Yay. You lose one level of exhaustion if you have any, which some of you do. Wait, I had your... two levels. I thought they were related to being poisoned. They were not. No, that was the exhaustion from was from running. From running. Oh, from running. All day. Yeah, and all night. Um, so you lose one. You get all your health back. Uh, at least hit dice up to half your character <laughs> level back. All your spell slots back. Yay. And my son's out, gun's out code is fine, right? It's a little um, stained. Mm, yeah, it's uh, weathered. <laughs> looks even more badass. (laughs) 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 All right. Morning comes. What's the the plan? Navara, if we go, will you fight with us? Let her eat her bagel. (laughs) Jeez. I'll... This is as much my fault as anyone else's. I'll return the stone and I'll come back to Raven Tree and stand there for the... and share the fate of the village. Tight. All right. You gonna win, Wimily Yep. I'm looking around. She's the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. Are the dwarves gonna stay here? Or are they gonna come with us? They're coming if they can. Okay, then I'm gonna eye the fattest one. Look at the trees. Find hey. the fattest tree. <laughs> That I was, was looking at you, and I'm like, wait, the dwarves. I mean, they've been in slavery, and they've been walking through the desert. They're pretty lean dwarves at, at the moment. Everybody looks uh, spelt from these travels. There's plenty of big trees around. Wimbly-wombly, wimbly-wombly, wimbly-wombly-woo. Is that right? 
Close enough. And you all appear beneath the boughs of the raven tree. And with that... We made it! We're going to jump over to a different part of the story. Okay? (laughs) Are we ready to do that? Everybody Mm -hmm. good with that? Yeah. Yeah. So. I draw my axe. Okay, now I'm good. Okay. Baba Ganoush is afraid. <laughs> oh, she's there too? Wait, is that the one who, whose At baby least. daddy is... No. That's no. The really There's that's way, baby. way, way too many characters in Raven Tree. A lot. Yeah, we're at the end of like this arc, so like they've met dozens of people, of people around. But potentially soon, they might be in a new place. So. Did Kip come with us? Depending on what happens. No, no. Kip definitely did not. Okay. Good. Uh, everybody else did. And the five dwarves. And Henna, yeah. Oh, Henna came or she stayed? She came, yeah. All right, Bill, our new player. Your character, Spree, who's a, a brass dragonborn. Is that what you said, Sam? I think it was gold. Gold? Yeah, I think it's gold. Guess player, da 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 da. Uh, you're walking on the road south from a city uh, or a region in this island of Lamoche, the same island where all these players are on, but far to the north of where they are, uh, called Canadara. Uh, it's an empty but well-worn path that's known as the Pilgrim's Path. Uh, but there's something eerie about it to being this empty, and the very little bit of traffic that you encounter on the road is all heading the other way. It's kind of like driving toward a tornado or something where everybody is leaving and you're the storm chaser heading in that direction. Uh, the people that walk by have these haunted, distant look in their eyes, weariness in their bones, and a few of them have actually told you to turn, pa- uh, turn back, but most of them have just shambled past you going in the other direction. Uh, Lady Anara Peak, the huge mountain on this island, has been ever on your left, uh, dwarfing even the peaks of Firecliff, uh, which is a place where uh, many dragonborn live, and maybe your character's from, maybe not, uh, on this island. Uh, that you've seen, or any other mountains that you've ever seen in your travels. Um, At the mountain's base is the temple that you're headed to, one of the only bastions of holiness in this land plagued by uh, corruption and laden with raiders and slavers uh, that hold sway over many portions of the island. Uh, This is a place where you can seek guidance from your god, Bahamut. Um, The raiders and slavers, those are our people. (laughs) Bahamut is a... A uh, platinum dragon uh, who had ascended to godhood. It's called the Young God. Uh, it's one of the last gods to become a god, but still tens of thousands of years ago before remembered history. But that's sort of part of the lore uh, of, of, of that. But he's a dragon who, who became a god. Um, many dragonborn follow him. Uh, you're on a long stone-laden path, and you ascend up to the temple. Uh, but there are two figures who are picking their way down. Uh, the larger one is casting worried glances back over his shoulder. And as you get closer, you can see that they're tieflings. And tieflings are these uh, uh, humanoid-type characters. They look kind of like devils because they have horns and uh, tail. Um, but these are kind of purplish in there or bluish in their uh, complexion. And one is a man in his 30s or 40s. Uh, they're fairly common, actually, on this island, too. Uh, he's strong. And he has a young girl walking beside him who's cradling a pangolin uh, in her arms. And she looks wary to approach you, but the man keeps hurrying, hurrying her forward. As he gets even closer uh, to 
passing you. You can see he has a badge on his leather coat. It's visible as he gets within a few dozen feet. And he says, be wary of that place. And uh, he tries to walk past you. Um, What do you do? Well, I think I would ask him to clarify, kind sir. Okay. Clarify your warning. He tries to keep walking, but the little girl stops, and she says, There's a bad man coming. And he, the man just kind of stops to go back and collect the girl, and he says, he, he looks you over and sees kind of your armor, and uh, you're probably pretty shiny being a paladin with your chain mail and your shield and your sword. Um, and he says, We were traveling with a dark character, not of our own accord. It was a prisoner that broke free during the prison riot at Silver's Blessing and took us hostage. We walked for many days with him through the Underdark, but in the light of the light waterfalls not too far back, some great beast ambushed our party and we slipped away. Um, <laughs> he absentmindedly fiddles with an amulet under his shirt and he says, The man's a warlock. He travels in the disguise of a refugee. Along with him, any others that might still be with him are cultists. Be wary of an ambush. He has designs on heading to Raven Tree, but he's mad. He's got no vision but ash and dust in his eyes, and I've got to get my daughter away. And to Panga, she says, feeding her pangolin a small handful of food. To pangolin. And he strokes the little girl's hair, and he says, Yeah, and to Panga, sweetheart. What do you do? And the name of this dark creature, kind sir. I may know him. I may know of him. Just calls himself the Palm. Palm? He was at the center of the Black Hand, a cult that unraveled. He was the leader before he was overthrown by Tashi, put into prison, before he got out during the riots. If Takashi was mad, I mean, not Takashi, if Tashi was mad, <laughs> he's madder. And is he now in the temple that I'm proceeding? We came out of the Underdark. There's a path leads out through the temple. I don't know if he's coming that path or if there is another way. If we're lucky, whatever creature ambushed us took him down, but I find that hard to believe. He's fairly powerful. Well, I know this temple well, even though it's been many days since I've been in here. So I shall proceed and just see what may befall me. Thank you, kind sir. Take your young child and, and leave. All right. Get her to safety. And he just turns and starts to walk down the, uh, further down that stone path that you came up. And you head up toward the temple that, yeah, you have uh, visited before here at the base of Lady Inara Peak, a place where there are shrines to many gods uh, outside um, of the temple in particular, and one to the, um, not to Bahamut, that's uh, inside the temple. So mostly you would go kind of up the stairs to this kind of covered, almost patio-like area with lots of shrines and big columns holding up uh, 
um, a big roof. Um, as you start to head up there, the tiefling walking down the path says, Wait. Just, just a second. And um, he removes an amulet, and he places it on his daughter's neck and whispers something to her. And she nods and disappears. Um, and you hear her quietly walking off the path towards some rocks where a small outcropping gives a commanding view of the road. And the tiefling man takes a couple steps toward you. And he says, You look like a holy sort, eh? Tell me, what does your god say about forgiveness and second chances? My god preaches forgiveness to those that deserve it. And I have to make the decision based on the information I have at the time, who deserves it and who doesn't. A tall task. I want to stop this guy, but I'm nothing against him by myself. Maybe there's something I can do to help you, though. Just promise me, if anything happens to me, uh, I've told my daughter to come out if you or I call her name. The palm doesn't know it. I've been careful that way. But her name's Lila. I'll wait with you at the temple. If you'll have me. I think, kind sir, not knowing you any more than we have now, I should ask that you wait out here. I will confront whatever is in there with the help of my god, Bahamut. Okay. I'll look for penance somewhere else, but good luck. Thank you. And uh, he calls Lila, and his daughter reappears, and they walk down the path and, and leave. Um, you head up to the temple. You've been here. Uh, the door is always locked to the inside when you've come because the temple's been abandoned for a while. But you would have known that there is a talking door that lives uh, over in this area. It's usually fairly lonely. I don't know how you would have felt about the talking door when you came to visit. So I don't know if he's somebody you avoid or somebody you would seek out and greet when you arrive there. But you do know that. You do know there are shrines to many different, mostly kind of wild gods that this island favors not the most lawful of gods but your god is more of like a law law seeking god one of the only ones that really holds a lot of sway around here in terms of shrines who's of that persuasion um there are a couple of fountains that are uh, dried up there are gardens here that are dead this is a temple that hasn't had people inside of it for about 300 years so in your memory there's never really been a an active temple but monks used to live here a long time ago um, but you head up uh, what's your first point of business you go check out the shrine you go talk to the door you do anything else well would the door let me in and do i have to do i have to breach the door to get in so your shrine is outside right so the door guards uh, the entrance to the main temple which is where there's a god of the all mother um, the goddess. So, so Muhammad is 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 an outside shrine. Okay. There's a shrine. It's just got a big silver-colored mm-hmm. statue of a, a dragon, um, kind of twisted around a smaller dragon and biting it. 
and there's a place where you can kind of leave offerings or burn a candle or do okay. any of that. Okay. Well, since I am a creature of oaths and honor, I will seek. I will first acknowledge Bahamut and seek that he give me strength to confront what is is bespoiling the temple inside. Okay. And even if it's though even if it's to the other gods that aren't quite quite as the the ones I would follow, whoever's in there is a stain upon the temple and needs to be eradicated and vanquished. Okay. So you go up to the shrine of Bahamut and you say your prayer um, and you get this feeling of resolve kind of run through you that, that you get when you pray. And uh, as you're there for a little while and kind of wrap up and start looking around to see what your next point of order might be, like either how to get in the temple or where might be a good place to wait for anybody to come out, this big uh, sphere of a man walks up to you. He's kind of a metal creature with one big central eye. He looks like Mike Wazowski from Monsters Incorporated and kind of how he's built, but he's made of brass. <laughs> and he's wearing uh, leather around him, so he looks a little bit bouncy. And uh, he walks up to you and he goes, Oh, hello! I'm Kalman Coggles-6! I don't recognize you, kind squire. I live here at the temple now with my friend, Victor! I've only taken up residence here, oh, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago, but it's real snazzy. I try to keep the place clean. I've been trying to see if I could get the garden to grow again, but I don't really have a green thumb. Well, I haven't been here in quite a while, but only the gods live at this temple. Well, I guess I'm a god now. (laughs) I think not. Kindly move aside. Um, okay. (laughs) Just wanted to say hi. Uh... I'll bugger off. People tell me to do that a lot. I'm not surprised. Okay. And <laughs> you hear a little worry as Kalman uh, kind of walks back over to the side. Um, okay. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to try to go, like, into the temple, or do you want to try to find a spot where you could wait to see if somebody would be leaving? Um, do you have an idea how long you think it might have been since you're, since Bree was here last? I, I, I feel like... He, he came there a lot when he was young. I, okay. I, I think he, I, I feel like he got his spiritual training, much of his spiritual training there, and maybe even uh, had uh, much of his martial arts training there as a young man. Okay. Uh, all, in the, all in the service of his God. Okay. And of his faith. So I think to him, um, he has a loyalty to this temple as a whole, and that... that um, he sees um, he sees any any of these people here as since because he's been a long, gone a long time he sees them as um, a sacrilege just to be there and that he feels like um, he needs to um, take steps to to um, cleanse it okay clean it out so the <laughs> temple um, the no, Calvin has never done character. anything wrong in his life <laughs> yeah, ever. We know oh, he's, yeah. he's a he's an old character. So um, uh, the oh, temple, the main part, hasn't been lived in in like uh, about three hundred years. So if you came here for the training and stuff like that, that could have been in this region, like in Canadara, and people who live here near the temple. But the main monks that were the order of this temple 
had been gone for a long time. But if like some order of dragonborn were still living in the area, they definitely could have come and used the temple um, and but could and the shrines. Three hundred years old. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how long dragonborn live. I don't think so. I think they live to eighty. Is the typical. Mm. I, he might not be able to be that old. Well, it may have been, like you say, uh, from the original, it may have been various, uh, uh, might make various societies that took up residence there or that used yeah. it, and it, it kind of like the temple was yeah. always there, and then each generation maybe had something to Okay. And there is a path where people come. 80. 80. People come all the time uh, to the temple, and they come and camp and do all that right. kind of stuff, too, oh, okay. and still so, use it. So. so maybe I've misjudged the people that are hanging around there. <laughs> They're really not not such a stain. Well, I on mean, the, on the dignity, it has been a long time since people have come. It seems like things have fallen into disrepair. And if you see that when you used to see gardens that were alive and fountains mm. that used to run, um, maybe even your people came and kept it because mm-hmm. it had maybe you came. They came and found it in disrepair and then kept building the temple. Well, up. It, it would be like any church. It's a, yeah. it was a center of faith and of socialization and right and just like any church is. Yeah. Okay. All of a sudden, Spree realizes he hasn't eaten all day. He pulls out a Snickers bar and suddenly he doesn't feel like everyone in the area is a terrible stain <laughs> upon the temple. I thought it was going to be a homecoming like meal at the church that you were talking. You're about. not used when you're hungry. hungry. But then there's a nice spread of ham and macaroni salad. Um, <laughs> well, I've been away so I have, yeah. I have a warrior's mindset. Um, but yeah, so, so you're there. Uh, do you want, I guess the approach the warrior's is, food. do you want to try and go into the temple and wait? You know if you came to the temple that there's a path that leads on the inside down through like a, a mausoleum and then it goes down past a that into the Underdark. And the Underdark is like this place beneath the earth where terrible creatures live. Right. And that's the path he's kind of saying that the fella is on, the, the warlock, well, and he's right. heading... And that's who, that's, who, uh, that's who I've decided I'm going to confront. Right. From, from what the guy, the information the guy gave me. Now, the, the, the first guy that, uh, that, that I met... Not, not the one that gave me the warning, but the guy that was living there. Yeah. I don't know how he's involved. Is he somehow involved? Is he part of the crew of this, of this, uh, this warlock? Could he okay. part, be part of the band? So, so I'm, I'm not going to uh, let any of my guard down right, in, right now until I know exactly who is who. So I'm going to give you your first roll. Okay. So you roll your d20. All right. And then, Sam, help him find his insight bonus. <laughs> He failed. <laughs> he had a critical failure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was going to let, this is just, it was an insight check. Right. So the insight check is supposed to give you a feeling of, you know, whether or not you can trust somebody. But with a one, um, because this guy, he's a Modron, is what those creatures are called, the big spherical things. Mm-hmm. And they don't have real expressions on their faces. So when you when he came up and talked to you, you got no read at all, like if he's good, if he's bad. Mm-hmm. And that's all the role was to see if you if you knew. I'm a Dane on its dignity. Yay! <laughs> so... <laughs> You don't know. You was I too suspicious? Was I? Was no. I too? Uh, no, no that was good. That was good for me. I like the characters. Already has a personality, and so he's good. But you don't get a read. I mean, yeah. you could go and talk. I don't get to a read him. on him. Right. All right. And so I've I've I've, I've shuffled him on anyway. Mm-hmm. So it isn't as though he's traveling with me, and I and I will 
I, I will always wonder. No, what his he'll pop back are. up. <laughs> no, he seems to. Uh, but I still, and I still do not know if he's involved with right. the uh, with the warlock or not. Yeah, you have. You've never seen him before. Can't tell if he's trustworthy. Right. So who okay. Knows? Um. So you hang out for a while. Uh, again, do you do you want to go in? You want to try to go in the temple and head down that path, or do you want to try and set up an ambush outside the temple somewhere, or hang out and wait here to see uh, if the warlock and whoever he might have with him uh, comes this way, or or what do you think you want to do? I, I feel like I want to seek him out and take the take the uh, the war to him. Okay. So uh, you head toward. Are you sneezing? Yeah. <laughs> I have a sneezing fit. <laughs> So you head to the door, and you've seen this fellow before then. It's just a big kind of brass. Uh, was it brass? It's been so long. No, it's wood. You've been in the temple. It's brass fixtures. You see this big door with big brass knockers and a face on it. And uh, he says, <laughs> well, hello. I haven't seen you in a spell, Spree. <laughs> <laughs> and as I told you last time, what knockers? <laughs> Well, I thank you for noticing. Nobody's complimented me on them in quite some time. Well, <laughs> they haven't changed a bit. Well, thanks. Uh, I, I don't. I, I have quite the regiment to keep young, you know, hanging around here. Okay. <laughs> no pun intended, of course. But of course. Have you met my new friend? Who? He's always around. He he was. Uh, He's kind of a spherical fellow, you know? Perhaps I did meet him. Huh. Is he someone you do call a friend? Oh, yes, a very close friend. He goes out and gathers rumors and comes back and tells me about him, and I tell him what they mean. Ah. It's a, it's a very symbiotic relationship. I see. Well, perhaps I will get him to know later, but right now I need entry into the temple. Okay. Well, you know the drill. I, I do. <laughs> so, and I shall kneel now and place my hand. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, let him do what he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, open the door. On your knockers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's been so long. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that if you don't want to, but just come on in. We're open. Well, I, I, I guess a lot, of, a lot has changed since I've been here. <laughs> I was just doing it the old-style way, but <clears throat> that's the way I'm, I'm a come. creature of a bygone era. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let bygones be bygones, and well, come on in. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, and... Good to uh, feel you again. (laughs) 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 And the door creaks open, and a little bell rings, uh, as it does, and you walk inside to the lobby. Um, And in the lobby, there are three uh, paths. One that you know leads upwards to where there used to be living quarters in here a long time ago. One that leads straight ahead to the main worship chamber for the All-Mother, um, and one that leads down toward the mausoleums and the Underdark. And actually, as soon as you go in, uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. So roll a d20, and then add your perception modifier. Oh, Better. Uh, but not much. Might want to switch dice. Yeah. Nah. Six. 
Okay, so show him how to add the perception, like so what you, I mean there. So you rolled a three. Mm -hmm. And now this number underneath, because it's a wisdom, see, so perception. Mm -hmm. But it's not bubbled in. Mm -hmm. So you just take it, three plus, and then that's your modifier down there. So three plus three. Six. Six. If it was bubbled in, you could. No, if, you, if it was, six. if it okay. was bubbled in, you could also add this. Yeah, if like if it was a survival check, right? You would do three plus three plus three. Mm. You would add your. Yeah, the bubbles mean you get to add that other bonus. Right. Okay, so you do that. Um, uh, you walk in. You kind of listen a little bit, and uh, try to see if anything's going on. But it just seems quiet and still. In here, dusty. Uh, don't really see any anything or hear anything. Mm. Well, can I tell you what I'd like to do? Yeah. I'd like to check upstairs first because to make sure there's no one that when I make my final approach, there's no one that's somewhere that I haven't checked to make sure it's clear and they're not going to come in behind me. Okay. So I'd like to check upstairs on that path first okay. to check all the rooms to make sure there are no threats that could be either waiting or... Right. So you go upstairs, um, and you've been here before, so your uh, folks from your temple probably would have let you know how to navigate the upstairs. There's actually a trapped area for intruders, um, but there's a way that you can pull these beads on the curtains and pull these ramps down and take like a ramp over so that you don't fall down the pit. So you move up and you sort of perform this, and you see when you go to do it, that none of the beads that usually fall out that are supposed to be in the trap are in. Like, it has been sprung in the many years since you've been here. Mm -hmm. um, you maybe even look down in the pit because there's like a... Well, no, you, you can't really see from where that pit is. Uh, you know, they've told you there's like a slide almost thing that goes down and drops people into a pit. So I can't tell whether anyone's trapped there or, or bones there or anything. You could holler down, but right. in the it could have been 20 years ago that this trap want, was sprung. I don't so. want to let yeah. my presence known right now. Okay. So you continue heading upward. Actually, if you don't want to be noticed, I'll ask you to roll a, a, another skill called stealth. So you roll and add your stealth modifier. Thirteen plus one. That's pretty good. Fourteen. Yeah. So you move slowly and make sure you're not scuffing on the ground or anything right. as you go. And you do go all the way up and you check. There are um, mostly just uh, very simple. There were monks who lived here, living quarters um, with bunks and things along those lines. Uh, those seem empty. You go to the study um, where there used to be... Uh, Actually, not in your time. There weren't really any books here. Um, but there are lots of bookshelves, but everything is really, for the most part, gone. Um, there's a few scattered around. Um, are there any indications that someone is living there? All right, that would be a survival check. So if you want to check for, like, footprints or if somebody's been there, so you roll a d20 and add your survival bonus, and I'll tell you if you can pick up on any. Yeah, and, will, and will this cover, like... Um, messed up bed covers or, or mm -hmm. personal items that someone has left on the counters or are they... That, you, just by looking, you don't see a lot of personal things around. Plus that. Six and plus... You have it bubbled in, so... Six plus six. Six plus six. Twelve? Yes. Um, you see, it looks like somebody was in here a number of months ago. Um, Not recent, though. 
um, but there is no sign that anybody along your whole way in the upstairs section, okay. you've seen no sign of anything being disturbed recently in terms of the dust is okay. um, settled. So you think it's fairly safe upstairs okay. in terms of nobody being around. All right. Well, then I, I think I should come down to where the, the three paths okay. converge again. And what was the – still I want to clear the main myself room. from, from – having someone come in behind me so is there isn't there another path Mm -hmm. rather than the main one down to the down to the main threat is there another path and where does that go it's like a big sanctuary room almost so and that's where i want to go okay so that has big doors on it um and you head into that room and you do see something that's different in this room since the last time you've been here uh there's usually a big stone in the statue of the all mother which is a uh uh, uh, one of those three stones of the mountain, two of which you thought were accounted for and on the mountain, um, and the one in this temple is gone. Um, you could make <coughs> another survival check to see how recently you might think anybody has been in this room, but currently as you just look around, it's a pretty big empty room. You don't think there's anybody in it right now. Mm. And I feel, I feel a little alarmed that the stone is gone because as long as I knew this place, that stone was always there. Yeah, it's like it's been removed from its place. It's a big, huh. it's a big That's weird. stone weird. too. Oh. So it's pretty obvious that it's yeah. gone. And I, I feel like it belongs there. Imagine okay. that. What a crazy random happenstance! Oh wow. my goodness! <laughs> Wouldn't know what happened to that. Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I want you to roll one more perception check. So add your perception mm-hmm. modifier again. Six plus three, nine. Okay. Do you need to get him some different dice? Yeah. Do you want another another set of dice? I seem a little bit loaded <laughs> for me to lose. You can grab whatever ones you want. Yeah. But I think they all roll the same. Yeah. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm <laughs> sure. They're yeah. of the. And luck. if I wasn't rolling it on the carpet, some of them are in the luck is in the dice, and I'm in the. Statistics I have four d twenties, so. and my green one still is always the one that rolls last. For the 20s. Do I actually yeah, believe in luck and lucky dice? No. Yeah. Do, you do still some switch? dice roll better? Do some dice yeah. roll better than others? I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, need to roll again or no. I'm just going to go from here. No, go with the stink dice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, it seems clear everything, again, doesn't look like it's been disturbed recently, but... Um, Does the stone, stone look like gone. it's been gone a long time? Months. That you'd have to go up and investigate, which is a completely different skill. So you could go like where it was pried, okay. and you could try to figure out what happened. I don't think I'm. I'm I don't think I'm interested in going that okay. far right now. I'm okay. just wanting to, to see any immediate threats. Doesn't look like there's anything at all in this room, and it probably okay. hasn't been in weeks, months, something like that. Okay, just like upstairs. All right. Well, once that's done, then I I'll steal myself to the task at hand. Okay. Um, are you? still heading downward or are you waiting or preparing anything or no i think i'm going i'm going into the fray all right so as you start uh heading down toward it's like a almost spiraling staircase that goes down to the mausoleum which is the first part of the uh entrance uh i will ask for a new perception check because you're in a new area (laughs) 
Nat, Nat 20. 20. See? Natural 20. See? You need Whoa. to switch. So that is called a critical success. If you roll a 20, you don't have to add your modifier or anything. It automatically succeeds. In the There's a couple skills where it doesn't. But for the most part, that automatically succeeds. Um, so you can just tell me critical success or Nat 20 or whatever. Uh, critical success. Yes. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so in your in your tutorial Do I little thing, you, you got a... Now you win D&D. It's over. Yeah. Pack it up. We've been waiting for somebody to roll a 20 since we started. Now we can quit. Season yeah. He rolled a crit fail and a crit success. That's right. So you've hit both it. ends of it now. Um, with that, as you get start, uh, start to head down the stairs, you hear somebody walking up them um, with that roll. So you get the idea somebody is coming up those stairs from down below. Um, you get a look around the room. Uh, the room you're standing in is a fairly small area. Um, it's maybe 15 by 15 uh, in in its radius. Um, so, I mean, it's up to you if you want to keep going down the stairs, no, if you want to pull I, back to I the want, room or I back want to, to the Yeah, I patio. want to either step behind a wall or, or step into a shadow and wait to see, see what's coming at me first. Okay. Um, so... You step back, uh, roll a stealth check for that. Fifteen plus one, sixteen. Pretty good. Okay, so yeah, you find a spot that's not lit very well with the door closed in particular. It's kind of dark in here. You get up kind of against the wall so that they'll have to walk, uh, and you'll be behind them right away like when they come into the room. And I'm unsheathing my sword right now. Okay. So you do, and you stand ready. And after that, you see coming up the stairs uh, and into the room, it looks like a couple of real tattered uh, refugees who are walking up the stairs. Um, uh, I have a number of them here. Uh, but they, a couple different races of people, um, and it looks like they're kind of tired uh, where is it there's three in, in all as they walk up there uh, two are hobgoblins uh, and one looks like uh, a human are they able to pass by me without seeing me yeah with that stealth roll that you had they walk right past and they start to turn left to go out the door and the door from the inside opens, so they start walking out to the... Uh, that's where they're headed, like they're walking out okay. toward the patio area. All right, I want to let them go by. Okay. So they go, the three of them walk by, and they get outside. And you're going to hang tight there where you are for a minute, or...? Right, just just for a moment, and, and, and listen to, if, to, to hear if, if anyone else is coming up, and to make sure they're gone, and to see if I can hear them go... Hear them fade in the distance. Okay. I, I don't want them. I don't want to confront them, and if they're they're under the spell of the warlock, I don't want them uh, uh, either notifying him or if he can see through their eyes. I, I don't okay. want them to know I'm here. All right. So roll one more perception check. See what you hear from all. Eight, eight plus three. Okay. I think that's 11. probably enough to hear that there's something going on, but you don't really hear exactly um, what it is. And this is after a couple minutes of 
And this is down, a few minutes. down the steps. No, you actually oh. hear something coming from back outside oh, okay. where you were. And with the 11, uh, you can tell where it's coming from, kind of, but you right. can't really tell what it is or what's happening. And can I still take advantage of my cover that I'm in? That, um, you that, can still hide if you want to stay there, but you can't see out into the area where you hear the noise from. It's coming from the other side of the door. Is it, is it coming towards me? Or is it is it merely something that's going on on the other side of the door? It sounds like, uh, it sounds like, it's not too far on the other side of the door, and it is noises from more than one source, mm. um, and it sounds like something moving around, but you don't get. But not necessarily moving towards me to go back down the steps. Mm, you don't really get a bead on. What right. you well, I, I, I want I, I want to inspect what it is first. Okay, so take a peek yeah, out I the door. Take a peek. Yeah. Yes. So um, I'll use your old stealth check that you had. So you're, you're pretty hidden. Okay. You go up to the door, you push it open, you look out. And what you see is a actual gargoyle from the, uh, there are these gargoyles that are up above the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that they're guardians of the area of the temple. Um, and if somebody steals things from the shrines or damages the shrines in any way, they wake these guardians up. Um, so they are you've loyal never, to the temple. Yeah, and you've never seen one awake. Right. Because while you're here, everything's on the up and up at the temple, right? right? But you've heard that's what they do. And whether right. you even believed they did anything or not, right. now there is one who's out there. And when you peek, you see that he's actually pulled out a trident, and he's going to try and stab at one of these refugees. Oh. Um, well. And you can roll a perception check. Good I'll tell on you him. <laughs> I'll tell you if you see anything else. It's cold-blooded. No, I, I, I feel like if the gargoyle is loyal to the temple, he's getting ready to stab one of the refugees. He has a good reason for it. Crit fail. Yeah, that's all you see. <laughs> okay. That's about it. There's right. some dust and stuff outside from where they're kicking up stuff. Right. But it looks like they're about to have a battle. So what we're going to do now uh, is we're, we're going to roll initiative. Okay. So this is when we start combat. Okay. All right? And everybody... Except Sam, who's going to be your coach, is going to be in this combat, but not as their normal selves. I have special things for you. Actually, uh, I have two. Two two people can be in it because we did. There was a way maybe three could, but only only two are here. So, does anybody want to be Calman Coggles Dash Six? Oh boy! (laughs) (laughs) This is an old character sheet. It might be hard to read. I don't care. But that's our old buddy Calman Coggles. And either boy. Kira or Aaron can be, and I'd probably say Aaron because I might have something for you uh, later. Is that all right with you? Yeah, sure. You want to be Stony? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Stony the Dark so Yeah, whatever, man. I got this. All right. <laughs> you get to be the assister. The assister, the, assister, the assistant. Should I? What is this? Oh, that was going to be him. Look over this for. So you'll roll that. And your initiative is plus one. So whatever you get. Okay, three plus one. So uh, also, we have a spelling problem that we need to work out at some point. Not now. For what? Not this. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, I'm going to set up a battle map. Ooh. Oh, here we go. We always use one. We use one once in a while. It'll help you picture where everybody is. So, so it's kind of like a chessboard with little squares. Right. So is, that, is that not a, not a lot of initiative? So this is the initiative rule. So I would like five, if 
if I was in the battle too, I would roll, and that's ten, and then my initiative is plus three. I'm glad you came back to the door, because that's what I so had So, I would have thirteen, and I would go, my, my marker would go on the thirteen, Ow. and yours goes, on, yours goes on four. And one round, one turn, one round of combat starts at the top, and goes all the way down. So you're lower, but which is which is good, which is good for you because you can see like how other people well, are. I was getting say, Perhaps I don't have a dragon, so oh. this is going to be you. He's got okay. cool armor. You're right here at the door. Per- perhaps. Okay. Mine. This is the area you came up. Um. So these are the dried up fountains. These are columns. These circles. So you can't move through them. And these are the shrines just lined up outside the temple. So there, some of them you can see through, some of them kind of blocked, but you really can't move through them, okay? Um, and you're inside. You see. The gargoyle. That's so good. So the gargoyle, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, all right, and this is happening outside yeah. the room where I was, where I peeked through and saw this, right? Yeah. See the, the little sem- semicircle thing? Mm-hmm. That's the wall, and you're still on the other side of it. Um, now, these are the refugees. Now each one of the squares is five feet, and you have a speed of 30, which means mm-hmm. on any turn, you can move six squares. So you get to, so your turn goes, you get to move, All right. and you can move six squares if you want to, uh, and then you have an attack, so you can hit with your sword, and you actually get two attacks. So you can hit with your sword twice, or use your dragon breath once in the garden. Sword. Tending to the flowers. So he's about ten feet off the board, okay? My t- okay. I'm going to go pee before we start the fight. I'm getting the sardin. I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Date Night Podcast. If you're interested in the homebrew items, class and race options, and other unique things about the show, you can get more information about a lot of them from our friendly neighborhood game mom's Dungeon Masters Guild titles. Some of them are offered free or pay what you want, and others are just a few dollars that are used to help support the show. You can find all of the titles by going to our website, datenightpodcast.com, and clicking the store tab, or by searching for Will Mayer on dmsguild.com. There are titles like The Path of Fury for the Barbarian, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Rules for Building Your Own Homunculus, Bloodlines, a guide to new playable races, backgrounds and feats, and Crinkle Fire Touch's guide to homebrew magic items made for the campaign. Now, let's get back to that campaign and hear what's in store next for our characters. Let me get some initiative scores, and then we can start our combat. cup of Diet Dr. Pepper. He's really getting in the spirit of it. Kalman? 18. Um, Spree, what was your initiative score? Four. Four? Eight. Not right now. Because we're on mic. I'm not even remotely tempted. Someone I might eat one I should not dinner. have any. I should not have any. I should not have any. Chocolate-covered devil dogs. He's got devil dogs. I should not have any. I They're not eat. good. I'm going to call... I have eaten them. I'm going to call Stony the summon creature up, up on here. What did you have? Eight. To roll mine, I guess. Hi, welcome to Date Night ASMR. Thank you. <clears throat> yep. 
No, I, I can't while I'm doing this. I got too many balls in the air. Pity. I'm in the air. Where's me? So the combat is the gargoyle has engaged whomever has come, whomever came up the steps. Right. And there may be even more out there that didn't come up the steps? No, three came up the steps. And that's who the gargoyle has engaged. Okay. Yep. Well, you shouldn't swipe stuff off the And Stony is the, Stony is the stoner one, right? Mm-hmm. He's the stoner gargoyle, yep. <laughs> the stoner gargoyle? Yeah. Stony. Hey, man, where are yep. you going with those stones? Yep. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's... Oh, yep. my gosh. <laughs> they, they've, been, they've been to this temple for two other occasions, so they've met these, these people before. All right, I think that's what I got here. Uh, let me get those on my sheet all squared away. Don't bogart those stones, man. Kalman's going to be first. <laughs> and then it's going to be... I'm just going to, like, attack him with my trident. Then it's gonna be stony. Then it's gonna be. I need the monster manual. Wasn't me. Great. So I have to figure out how to put this book up here somewhere. Up first is going to be Kalman. Kalman, while trying to tend the garden here, has seen three apparent refugees come out of the door. One of them go over to the statue of Bahamut and yank it down. Um, when he did that, the stone gargoyle Stony has crashed down into the ground here um, where there was kind of near the stairs and then walked under the patio and confronted them and is getting ready to engage with one of them, getting ready to stab at one. Uh, what does Kelman do? Um, is he hidden or do I have to roll the stealth check for that? Uh, you can roll a stealth check. 15 plus dex plus... That's way over these guys' passive perception, so... Okay. He is hidden. Okay. Um, <laughs> among the weeds. So I'm about 10 feet off the map? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's too far for me to run. Can, um... Can I throw a rock and still have it a trigger sneak attack, or does that need to be a... Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do that. Magic stone? Yeah, magic stone at this guy. Okay. And also, I had a question. What are these? These lines columns, and the circles? The circles are columns mm-hmm. that hold up the patio uh, roof, and the lines are lines of shrines between them Okay. and altars and stuff. Oh, that's not good. Uh, 4, 8, plus 3, 11. No, 11 doesn't hit. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That guy? 11 does hit. Oh, sweet. Wait. Wait. Nope, that guy? Nope, but 11 doesn't hit. Okay. His mage armor, that's always on at 14. So. Oh, okay. Otherwise, it would have. Um, in that case, I'm going to try to do another... I want to move to this column and hide. Okay. You can use a bonus action as a rogue on your turn to rehide. So roll a new stealth check. 18 plus things? Yeah, you are hidden. So you do whip a rock um, <laughs> around, and it scatters, but with stony crumbling the... Uh, you know, and raising all the dust and stuff around and the statue falling, nobody really notices, and Kalman hides again. All right, the... Warlock is next to act. He drops his form. He actually transforms into kind of a sunken faced, uh, his face gets all 
nasty and you can see like his black eyes and he only really sees stony so far as the threat so that's what he's gonna have to deal with he's going to cast hold monster on stony so i'm gonna need stony to make a wisdom doesn't matter no not good crit fail okay um, so you are currently paralyzed. You get to repeat that save at the end of any of your turns. Okay? Okay. All right. Next in the order... Would be me. Yeah. He's going to hide, he thinks, a little bit from Stony. Can you move him around the side of that column? Yeah. All right. And then it's Stony's turn. You're paralyzed, so that's probably going to be your turn. At the end, you can try and save again. Is my whole turn just being paralyzed? Okay, we're now at the end. Unless there's something you can do while you're paralyzed, but I don't think you can. Hey, man, you need to put that back. <laughs> uh, can I do that while I'm paralyzed? You can, I think. Okay. <laughs> that's what no, I... No, actually, you, you can't speak, but... No. <laughs> yeah, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. I rolled a two. Well, sometimes being a statue, you know, means... Just hey, wait, I'm, I'm immune to being petrified. But that's not what yeah. I am now, is it? Nope. You're held right now. Okay. Uh, you'll get to repeat that save at the end of each of your turns. So oh, good. You, you might just be hanging out. Um, the next one to act is one of these uh, cultists who, when the form dropped, theirs did too. Um, they're also tieflings, though. Uh, they're not hobgoblins anymore. Uh, one of them's going to uh, slash at Stony with a scimitar and will be at advantage because... Paralyzed. That's a 16 against AC. Oh, come on. Yes, that passes. It's an automatic crit on paralyzed, is it? I don't know. Yeah. It is. That's 11 slashing damage, which I think... I'm resistant to that. You take half, yeah. Five. As a cultist smacks into you with, like, a scimitar. Um, The other one is going to... Cast Sacred Flame on you, which will automatically hit because you can't make a deck save. So, what level spellcaster? You wouldn't kill Stony, would you? That's eight radiant damage. And it is Spree, it's your turn now. Now you've got a that these are not who they originally appeared to be. They've dropped their form, and you see them out there battling with uh, the stone guardian of this place. Well, have I have I observed enough to to, to recognize the um, um, the warlock? I saw his change. Mm-hmm. Okay, my determination is if I can take him out, that will. Um, take a lot of the fight maybe out of the others, but that, that he's the cause of the major major problem, so I'm going to uh, uh, go and engage him. This guy's got a big black uh, hand on his garb, so you have the feeling he's maybe the one in charge. Yes. Lego man. Right. <laughs> Real intimidating right. Lego man. And if he is a warlock and is a command of magic, I'm going to, I, I'm not going to challenge him, I'm going to try and slay him right out. Outright. Okay. So you're going to run up. I'm going to run up with plenty my, of with my broadsword and try to run run him through or uh, or decapitate him. All right, roll your twenty and add your 
attack modifier. It's a hit. Yeah. It's definitely a hit. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's 25 for you, I think. Um, so you, he doesn't even see you. You catch him by surprise, uh, and he thinks he's hiding behind that column, and you stab him through with your longsword. I need you to roll your damage for that. So that's your D8. So it is this one. I would probably try to decapitate him rather than to kill the mind because that might be the source of much of his power. <laughs> cocked. That's cocked. That's yeah, the definition gotta, of cocked. Yeah. Four plus. Yeah, let him see his sheet so you can see his damage. Yeah, let's put this. Let's put this on top. So you use your long sword. Yes. Plus plus six. Ten. Damage. One d eight plus five. Slashing damage. So nine. So nine. Nine damage? Okay. So you catch him unaware, and you swing at, uh, you don't get to decapitate him, but you swing it kind of into his collarbone, maybe, as you're going for his neck, and it cuts in pretty deep, and you pull back, and you're allowed as a paladin, if you make an attack, you get to make a second one as a multi-attack. So you you can swing again if you want. I do. All right, so roll your d20 again. Um and to see if you hit, and then if you hit, then you get to roll your damage. You, wanna, you can also use nat, that. 20. nat twenty. So a natural yeah. twenty on an attack is extra good. Not only do you automatically hit, you get to roll double the number of dice you would normally roll to do your damage. So that means you get to roll two of those d8s and then add your five to it, or you could just roll it twice and, and add it up. Oh. you can roll in there if yeah. you want. That'll hold it. Okay, and roll it one more time. So two plus... Five plus five, 12. 12 that time. Now, one thing you have as a paladin is something called smite. And smite is when you get to add extra damage onto an attack. And the really cool thing about smite is for... uh, I think for the, the regular one on the paladin, you can choose to add after you hit. So when you crit, it's a great time to use one because it doubles your damage from that, too. Okay. Um, so you have that smite, that wrathful smite, and then you have uh, this branding smite. Yeah. He's also got divine just from right. straight uh, being I a want to, I want to, to decimate choices. him. I want to, I want to, to destroy him. So, so would that be a wrathful smite? That sounds right. I don't know I too much about the smites, though. <laughs> the spirit of it sounds. Radiant damage. And Wrathful Smite is 1d6. Psychic damage. Um, well, the branding's it, bigger because it's a second it's a level second slot. Level. Well, you can only add the Divine Smite after you get oh, okay. a, a hit. Those other, yeah, those other smites, then you have They're to bonus put on the weapon. Oh, so you have to do that before, if you wanted oh. to do one of those. But oh. the Divine Smite... Uh, 2d8 for a first level spell slot. Ooh. So, or an extra d8 if you use a higher one. So if you wanted to really, like, knock him, you have second level spells mm-hmm. that he can use. What do I need to kill him right now? You don't know. Okay. That I keep the health a secret. Okay. I'll tell you if he starts looking like he's dying. He, okay. He doesn't yet. So you could use a second level spell if you wanted to and do extra damage. Mm-hmm. So you could roll... He'd get to roll six, six D8, D8, which is huge. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Okay. Do you want to do that? Yes. Here. I, I want to. It's really fun. Just grab six out of there. 
and roll them all at the same time. And that way we can just add them all up and you can see how you destroy this guy. <laughs> see, yeah, really. Because, see, I, I feel like the fight will be over if I can destroy him. Yeah. It'll take the fight out of the others. All right. Got some big rolls. Yeah. 8, 16, um, 19, 23, Jeez. 28. 28? Yeah. You did exactly 49 points of damage in that round, which is exactly how many hit points the warlock has. Oh. So in two attacks, you ran up, you slashed him in the collarbone, so oh, I got to go a little higher next time, and then... Right through his neck, added the divine radiance through, and just basically exploded him with divine power in your rage of seeing the Bahamut Shrine uh, being desecrated here. And the warlock falls down dead, and Stoney is unparalyzed because he can no longer concentrate on Hold Monster. Yeah, you gotta put that back or my boss is gonna get real mad. Oh. Again, I'm sorry. These these things here are just like curtains, or are they? No, they're like statues, altars, shrines. I can't go through it's it. It's not like a solid line. Around. I don't think. I think it's meant there. It is. You really can't walk through there because there's like tables and stuff set up. Um, so you'd really have to go around. Okay. You can yeah. probably see through there. Is Stony grateful and aware, or is he just kind of like, oh man? Uh, he just knows he can move again. Oh, okay. Yeah. He wouldn't maybe necessarily know why. All right. Uh, that brings us but I what guess. would be back to the top of the order, but uh, Victor actually sees the uh, cultist straight ahead who pulled the statue down, and he, he said, uh, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Hey, you're even uglier now than when I first saw you, and cast uh, vicious mockery on the... Uh, <laughs> Just to make a save and fails, and Victor deals one point of psychic damage. Ooh, nice. Get him. To a cultist. You dealt 50 points. <laughs> He's also a door. <laughs> that's he, true. He, he dealt one. And I've so, been dealt more points of damage than one by doors before. That's true. Mm-hmm. And we're back to the top of the order with Calman. In real life. In real life, yeah. So let's see here. I can go five. Can I do ten? No, that counts as, if you move diagonal, it counts as two. 10, 15, 20. You can dash as a bonus action as a rogue. Oh, yeah. Okay. In that case, I want to dash to here. Okay. And Stoney's right up on her, so you would get sneak attack. And then as I do that, I just want to go, shh, soda cleep. (laughs) Soda cleep. Okay. That's 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 definitely a miss. That's three plus things. So that's a nine. It doesn't hit. No. Okay. Second. It's a 16. He does not get a sec. Oh, with his offhand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 16. 16. Oh, sorry, I rolled a 16. 16 plus well, 22 total. You get a second attack as a bonus action with a rogue. Okay. With the offhand. So he can't make an offhand attack if he had to dash to get there. Oh, okay. The offhand attack, rogues don't get to multi-attack. Oh, okay. They get a bonus action attack with the offhand, as anybody does with two-weapon fighting. Okay, so I just missed. He just misses. Fair enough. Am I still hidden? Do I need to make a new? No. You're not hidden action. anymore. You're right behind her. Oh, no. But it's Stony's turn. He can take a bonus action Because Warlock's hide. dead. I'm reading <laughs> He used a bonus, used a bonus action, action to dash. dash. Just letting you know. Um, um, okay, I guess I will... Um, Attack whichever the the cultist that's like right in front of me. They're both kind of right there, but 
this is the one that cast Sacred Flame on you. This is the one that stabbed you with the scimitar. Okay, the, the one that actually knocked over the statue is gone, though, right? Uh, no, that was this little guy. Okay, I'll go for that one. Okay. With my trident. All right, roll a trident attack, however that works. I don't know. Not, <laughs> not great. Um, eight? No, an eight doesn't hit. But I get two attacks. All right. This one with my claws. Oh, come on! Another eight? Stink That's with your plus? Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. rolled the exact same thing both times. So you stab out with the trident, reach out with your claws, and this little cultist is uh, kind of wiry and just kind of dodges out of the way a couple times and then swings at you with his scimitar. <sighs> Which one? This one here? The blue one. Ooh. Of course. Uh, that's not going to do it. So six. Nope. Okay. The next one is going to... Hmm. As a bonus action, cast Spiritual Weapon and try to make an attack against the... Uh, Stony, I guess. Thirteen. Uh, no. Okay. So the spiritual weapon misses. Real quick, it says for Sentinel, when a creature within five feet of you makes an attack, it doesn't that, say that counts as an attack. Okay. Uh, can I? I'd like to take a swipe at him. Okay. It doesn't say takes an attack action. It just says makes an attack. Okay. Makes an attack against the target. Yeah. Uh, nine plus six, fifteen. That hits. You do get to add sneak attack on Sentinel, which is why I was going to give it to him, but we didn't that's, play with him much that's longer. That's a 3d6 at his level. So, the dice. And okay. whose fault is that? <laughs> Victor. 8, 10, 12 plus his dexterity modifier, 4. So, 16 total. Great. So you take the dagger, I mean the short sword, even though you missed last time, uh, and then when he, this cultist uh, tries to cast spiritual weapon against Stony, uh, you pull your short sword up. As, I was using the dagger, I'm sorry. Oh, the dagger? Okay. Yeah. As, he, or as she lifts her hand to cast the spell and just stab right into her ribs. Um, that was only her bonus action, though, so she's going to, after getting hit by you, throw a sacred flame at you. So I need you to make a dex save. Yeah. Calman. Math is hard. Well, I'm also not used to this style of character sheet either. Uh, it's going to be a 10, I think. No, that's the... Oh, can yeah. I have my eights? I need one. I'm glad you don't need the whole cup. Six points of radiant damage to Calvin. And that ends the cultist's turns, which means it's back to Spree. What do you want to do, Spree? Jeez, um, <clears throat> there's two cultists left. Two cultists left. I'm particularly mad at the one that pulled the statue down. Okay. Because I see that as a direct insult to my god. That's the one I'm going to go after next. Is, is he is he wielding a scimitar? He is. Okay. You're going to have to... You can try to go straight toward him. You're going to have to make a check to see if you can push through the mess mm-hmm. um, and get there. Or... You can try and go around, but you won't get there till next turn if you go around. I'm gonna go, I'll go around. Okay. Because I don't know if I'm going to get hung up with... Try uh, and move them this way and see. What's your movement speed? 30. 
25. From there, you you can see like through maybe that's even where the shrine fell down, mm-hmm. right? So because that's right where he's standing. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to actually push through and get him from the side there. Mm-hmm. So you could go ahead and attack if you okay. want, if that's I, what I you do. want to do. All I right, do. so roll your d20 again. Big one. And yeah. add your attack modifier. So that's an 11. That just misses. He just manages to slip out of the way again as you go to stab there. Um, He's been missed on a few attacks. But you get a second attack, so you can try to swing at him again if you want. Roll again? Mm Mm-hmm. That does hit. So this time uh, he's not able to get out of the way as you step forward, maybe that extra five feet through near where the statue is. Um, and stab him. So go ahead and roll your damage for that. This one. Five. Plus. Five. All right. And that's the little guy who got hit by the vicious mockery. So that's also enough to kill him. So Spree steps through, uh, misses <laughs> with one, it clangs into, um, is there a column there? Or, no. Just kind of clangs uh, harmlessly off one of the altars. The second one, digs into him, and he falls over into a lump on the ground. So have I avenged Bahamut? You have, but there's still one cultist who's in this fight and still around. Mm, Good. (laughs) Sauce for the goose. (laughs) Uh, So Victor is going to cast Vicious Mockery again at the one remaining cultist and say, uh, I've seen better hair on a bugbear. That's a good one. Thanks, buddy. Uh, But she passes her saving throw on that one. Her hair is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and it is Kalman's turn. She's I'm going to stab her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right near her gorgeous hair. That's uh, going to miss. It was, okay. uh, six, it was a four plus uh, six. It's ten total. Yeah. Right. Well, you, now you can use a bonus. That's a crit attack. fail. All right. Kalman, two misses, uh, unfortunately. And it's Stoney's turn. Nat 20. All right. You say dice aren't lucky. <laughs> so that's so for the trident attack because that's... Double your dice damage for the trident. Okay. Um, 1d6 plus 2. So 5, 2, plus 2. 9. Okay. So you stab in with your trident into this cultist and just kind of get her in her belly. Um, and she's still standing. I have another attack. Okay. That one probably won't hit. Uh, uh, Nine? No, that one doesn't hit. So the first one goes in, but as you go to move your claws, she just kind of slumps down from the pain, and you go right over the top of her head. And it is her turn. She's not feeling so good. She didn't have a great way to get out of here, but she's going to just try to run. Uh, So she's going to dash away. Opportunity attack. Yeah, which means... Kalman and Stoney would get opportunity attacks on her. And so would Spree win. 16 plus 6. not within 5 feet 22. Oh. 22 definitely hits. And because of Sentinel, she now cannot move. Drops her movement speed to zero on a successful attack. That's a, uh, on a successful opportunity attack? Yep. Okay. She's stuck. And how much damage? Uh, let's see. I grab the D6. 1 plus 4, 5 damage. Okay. Did Stoney hit with an opportunity attack? I rolled a six, which okay. is good because I would have felt bad about hitting <laughs> her while she was trying to get away. Okay. So Stoney has a bit of remorse and doesn't finish her off. 
Uh, no, no, Stony doesn't. Eva does. <laughs> Eva does. Um, but she did try to dash. She didn't dash. So I'm trying to decide if that's her action or just her movement because she didn't get anywhere. Well, it would still, the opportunity attack would reduce her movement to zero. Right. So whether she decided to take another dash action. But I'm no. trying to see if I can give her an action. I oh, think she I would still have one because she didn't get to use her dash. Uh, so she'll use her spiritual weapon to make an attack as her bonus. She can do that anyway. Uh, Kalman, because you hit her. Uh, it's a 20. Yeah. It's three damage. Ooh. And she's going to cast command for her action at Kalman. So I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Six. Wait, is he five? She tells you to flee. Oh, boy! So you'll have to do that on your on your go, right? Uh, Spree, it's your turn. We've got one cultist left who started to try to run away and then froze in place after uh, the spherical fellow hit her with his dagger. I sliced your Achilles tendon. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> All right. Well... <clears throat> Of course, running away is not an option. That leaves her able to fight again. So, unfortunately, my feeling is to slay her and set her spirit free. Okay. She's looking pretty bad off, so go ahead and make an attack. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 19 plus things. All right. Roll your damage. D8. D8 plus, I think... Your number was five that you add. Six plus eleven. Five, 11. And Spree goes on this killing spree today. <laughs> Takes out uh, the cult fanatic uh, here as well. Beautiful and hair or no, my dear, you went on the wrong path. And uh, with that, she gasps <gasps> and falls down to the ground, dead. I pray um, for your spirit. Wait, why was I running? (laughs) Yeah, and you don't have to take that command. So that ends the combat because you've taken out all of the threats. So now just the the scene is there's a few dead individuals laying around the shrine. Um, A little bit of rubble knocked off of the stone guardian. But for the most part, Kalman and Spree didn't take any really serious wounds. Um, There are those people, the cultists laying dead and the statue that has been uh, kind of crashed over onto the ground. Can we write the statue? Sure. So you walk up over to the Bahamut statue and you grab it and you lift it up into place. And uh, when your hand is on it, you actually get like a um, a voice inside your head and you hear the voice of Bahamut, which you've heard a few times in your life. Um, and you hear kind of a, my son. I'm here to serve you, my master. Order must be restored in this place. I shall do as you wish. And then uh, after that, when you hear this place, you get kind of like a double interpretation inside your mind, like uh, almost a telepathic message. And in one, it's sort of the general area around you. The the temple needs the order restored. There's rubble on the ground. There's a piece of the statue that uh, is sort of um, scuffed and marked up. And 
but more than that, there's people dead here laying in the temple too. And the um, poor gargoyle is missing part of his guilt. Yeah. Um, but after that, you get sort of a second level to the message too, that here is not just here, but here is this island. And here is this uh, village to the south that you're hearing about making a last stand against this chaos that's been encroaching. Um, and many of the dragonborn have fled. They've gone and held up in the uh, in Firecliff in their keep there. They think that's where they're going to hold off, way in the north. Uh, but if things make it that far, there's nothing of the island left. I mean, that's just the tip of the island. Um, but you're sort of getting the the call that that's not good enough, that you need to go and, and help defend this village. To me, the immediate, the immediate task at hand is to find a comrade among the group that I've worked with to, um, of course, there was Stoney, but uh, there, were, there were others that were, were, were fighting and, and to descend to where there may be more of the cultists and do a mopping up operation and clear the temple completely before we go to 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 other quests or other tasks. Okay. Um, based on the... So, uh, I guess you kind of clean things up for a little while, and you're trying to ask one of these individuals to help you with that task? Is that what you're saying? Well, like by, by, or... by, I mean, cl- uh, clear out any other cultists that may be in the bowels of the temple, that okay. may, be, may be still followers of the warlock, while they may not have his his immediate direction, they are still, they still followed him and have his ideas of, of, uh, of evil. And, and they're, 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 they're even, they are besmirching the temple by be, even being there. And I want to mop up them, clean okay. them out, whether it's slay them and then have the temple completely clear of the, uh, of the evil that was in it. Okay, so you go uh, down the one path that you hadn't gone down before, and you do see there's like a uh, a big vault, like a stone coffin that has been pulled off the wall and is laying in front of the door, making it hard to get in. And there were like all strings and chains and things all hanging down above it that look like they're near to where that vault is, but they're just kind of hanging there. Um, you go in, and just for kind of the sake of of time. There's not a lot down here. The mausoleum is pretty well empty, um, except for the few vaults and then higher up a lot of urns that go up to the top. And this is sort of the richer mausoleum. And then as you go further down the path, you find more of like the pauper's mausoleum that's jam-packed full of um, urns and things along those lines. But as you inspect kind of this whole area um, up into the... uh, And you don't see any sign of anyone else. It looks like... Um, and, and was I able to recruit any of the any of my any of the people that were helping? So Stony immediately after the threat is gone would fly back up and revert right. to a gargoyle. But Kalman, um, who's <laughs> peace, Kalman, <laughs> who um, is a rogue and good at sneaking around down in the dark, probably would have come with you if you asked him okay. and help you have a look around. Um, and Stony is only activated if people are trying to leave the temple with maybe ill-gotten gains or, or, or damage to the temple. Correct. He doesn't go into the temple to, to, to root them out. Or steal he things. Just, yeah, if yeah. anybody, particularly outside. Right. Um, if anybody... 
pulls something off one of the shrines, knocks one down, steals something, or desecrates something. Yeah, (laughs) they have to encounter him before they're able to leave. Pyromaniac scroll. Right. Okay. So, so we're down in the bowels, and we don't see we don't see any more cultists. It looks like that was like the that extent was, of what he was okay. traveling with. Like the the one guy said, he only had a couple with him, and they were attacked by some creature way, right. way down in the Underdark. And it looks like nobody else made it out alive, and that was the rem- the last remnants of the Cult of the Black okay. Hand well, on this island. Well, that being done, then we, we, we'll go out and and do Bahamut's bidding to uh, okay. to clear the, the, the countryside. I think that's where we'll pick up next time and uh, after dinner. So we'll arrive, you'll be back and arrive in Raven Tree when we pick up, when we come back, and the rest of you are getting back to Raven Tree, so All right. uh, shortly. Is that fun? Yeah, but it, and it's, it, it, um, and, and I'm, that's, that's the right spirit of it all. Right? Yeah. 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 You're doing a really the good play job. Acting and, and the, uh, okay. That's all it is. Okay. It's just, a, it's just a new age cowboys and Indians. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. With new, new age With cops and robbers and cowboys. <laughs> so you don't have to argue about whether I hit you or you didn't hit me because you get to roll the number instead. And that tells us, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we do start the satanic ritual at 8. Well, I was yeah. going to say, if if, Nana, if to Nana mentions it, I, I'll just tell her, Nana, it's nothing more than cowboys and Indians. Roll for Satan. <laughs> I got 666 again. <laughs> Hooray! Oh, boy! We hope you've enjoyed our date night together. Remember, you can really help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week.